to the podcast for North Decatur Presbyterian Church. We are a PCUSA congregation located in Decatur, Georgia. You can find out more about the church, our service to the community, and our great education programs for children like me and youth and adults at ndpc.org. You can also follow us on Facebook. If you're in the Atlanta area, we hope you'll come join us in person. Okay, that's it. On to this week's scripture and sermon. Hear now the word of God from Jeremiah chapter 33, verses 14 through 16. The days are surely coming, says the Lord, when I will fulfill the promise I made to the house of Israel and the house of Judah. In those days and at that time, I will cause a righteous branch to spring up for David, and he shall execute justice and righteousness in the land. In those days, Judah will be saved, and Jerusalem will live in safety. And this is the name by which it will be called, The Lord is our righteousness. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. So as David mentioned, this year's Advent theme here at North Decatur is Silent Night. Silence, slowness, and darkness in an ever-demanding world. And today I'm going to be focusing on slowness. As I planned, I brainstormed by thinking about what moments I've had in my life in which time seemed to slow down. So as I share four of these stories, I hope you will find in my stories your own connection with one or more of them. I invite you to adopt a comfortable position, focus on the painting, and let the stories wash over you. I've recently picked up rock climbing. This may not sound particularly notable until you know that I am absolutely terrified of heights. And the first time I went, I could get halfway up the wall, maybe, before I froze in fear, eventually jumping off in a panic if I could convince myself the harness was gonna catch me, or awkwardly scrambling down backwards if I couldn't even believe in the harness. And this still happens. But the next few trips, I was sometimes able to lean into those scary moments and count each moment that went by as I stayed on the wall as a second-by-second victory. I slowly let go of each hand and move up each hard-earned rock, blocking out everything else happening around me in the gym and in my head And I have rarely felt such a sense of accomplishment at calming the frenzy in my head enough to move slowly, deliberately, intentionally to reach the top. When I was a hospital chaplain this past summer, I was tasked with checking in with the patients on my floors. When I entered one man's room, he didn't seem to be doing too well. 
The pain medication from his surgery was wearing off, but it wasn't quite time for the next dose yet. He was painfully counting down those minutes. And sensing his discomfort, I was uncomfortable too. But when I asked if he would rather have a presence or be alone, he asked me to stay. And he wasn't giving me much back in conversation, so I spent the next 12 long minutes monologuing about anything and everything I could think of, trying to read his face for interest and frantically changing topics when it didn't seem to be working. And an immense sense of relief swept the room when the nurse finally arrived. As many of you know by now, my grandfather died in September. And I was lucky. I had the flexibility in school and work to be able to travel to North Carolina and say goodbye. And due to a variety of factors, including the uncertainty of the timing and the ever-present dangers of COVID, only my grandmother, my mom, and her two brothers were able to be there. And so I arrived last. And as I did, I was able to quickly take a place in the rotation of one or two of them sitting in my grandfather's hospice room at a time. And as death became imminent later that night, all five of us crowded in. And as we waited for his last breath, counting the seconds and wondering when there wouldn't be another one, time crawled. And when he eventually died, there is a silence and a stillness that hung as we were still waiting, even though there wasn't really anything to wait for anymore. I eventually transitioned the silence into a prayer of gratitude for his life. And through the grief, it was one of the most holy moments I have ever been a part of. I spent several months of the pandemic living in Arkansas at a camp called Ferncliff right outside Little Rock. I spent a lot of time with the two close friends in my pod, but one night stands out in particular. We were sitting in their cozy living room and reliving childhood by looking through a favorite children's book that one of my friends desperately loved and still had. And as we crowded around it and studied every exquisite detail of the planes and boats on each giant page, I felt an increasing sense of content. Time seemed to slow as the nostalgia and comfort of childhoods and friendship temporarily seemed like they would last forever. So as I thought about my own memories of slowness this week, I noticed that while they were all very different, many of them had something in common. They each held a strong emotional response. And I could pinpoint the determined joy, the pain, the holy grief, and the love present. 
So as you hold your own memories today, I encourage you to connect with the feeling and feelings present within them. Breathe. Some of them may be more pleasant than others, but all are important. So let's all take a moment of intentional slowness now, breathing into our own stories of time slowing. Find a memory in which time felt a little different to you and be fully present in it for a moment. So for me, each of these moments in which I experienced time slowing were also the ones that felt unusually full. Closer to all-encompassing, closer to full connection with my inner being, to my humanity, to the world around me, and, dare I say it, closer to God. So it's here that we turn to the prophet Jeremiah. Jeremiah was a prophet of Yahweh in the time in which Jerusalem and Judah fell to the Babylonians and the Israelites were sent into exile. Jeremiah was charged with speaking truth to power, warning of the impending fall of Israel to kings who didn't want to hear it and putting his life at risk in the process. So much of the book of Jeremiah is filled with messages of concern and warning and impending judgment. As the people of Israel aren't holding up their end of the covenant with God. And yet there are moments, like our brief passage today, that offer a bit of hope and comfort. The days are coming, declares the Lord, when I will fulfill the good promise I made to the people of Israel and Judah in those days and at that time. So those days are coming. God affirms the commitment to the people of Israel that even as they are being exiled from the land, that days of fulfilled promise will be coming in God's time. And so unlike those who were exiled, who could see nothing but the destruction in front of them, we find ourselves in the odd position of being able to look back 2,000 years to the story of the earthly life of the Savior foretold. And as we start this Advent season anew, waiting for the birth of Christ, we already know many of those moments in Jesus' story. These are often marked by a slow stretching of time as well. The three days that his parents were frantically looking for him while he was sitting in the temple and talking. 
the journeys with myriad followers surrounding him, when he would stop and heal one person. The nights of Jesus' fervent prayers, praying in Gethsemane, that stretched to the point that the disciples fell asleep waiting. And, of course, the agonizing death, slow by its very design. And then three days later, the slow spread of realization that Jesus lives in resurrection. This all happened in God's time. So we know what's coming. But every year we return to Advent, starting the cycle of waiting again. So Advent is our invitation not to zone out, not to rush to do a Christmas countdown, and to challenge the idea that time is a commodity to be capitalized upon. It has felt to me the last few months that the world has started moving forward again in a way that had slowed at the beginning of the pandemic. But it also feels to me like I'm being left behind. As expectations ramp up and the pace of life increases, especially in the holiday season, I felt isolated, still experiencing an overwhelm of confusing feelings, particularly the grief and pain from a pandemic that is not yet over, with new threats on the horizon today. Sometimes I'm alternating shouting and whispering, am I the only one who's not ready to move faster? So these slow moments are so important. So I encourage you to be brave and to be vulnerable. Look for those little moments of the slow and the still. Maybe even seek them out and create them when possible. Because the slowness of time is what can bring us to recognizing the fullness of time. The time to connect with ourselves and our bodies, with the people around us, with the earth, and to God. What will you find hidden in yourself that's been waiting to come out? What will you find in the moments of authentic connection with other people? What will you find in the covenant promise that God made to Judah, to the people in the time of Jeremiah, that Christ will come and Christ will save in that time? So I'll leave you with a final vignette. Before Jesus is born, Mary has already been spoken to by an angel in a time-shattering moment. She's made the long journey with Joseph to the town of Bethlehem, leaving footprints and hoofprints. She has settled in, as much as a woman, in the long, often slowly dragging process of giving birth can settle in maybe feeling time even lose meaning in the face of pain. So eventually, she will hold a baby, but there are hours of slow movement for her. 
She, like so many others, is waiting on the righteous branch to come from the line of David, the one who will eventually be known as the Lord God, our Savior. She doesn't know how long the labor will take, so she waits and feels in the slowness of the moment, waiting for Christ to come in God's time. Amen. Thank you.